looking back to establish that the magic is automatic. Got the magic. Who was that? Living legend. Leave the weapon. Never mind. Never tired. Tell them all. It's been too long. So it was silent calm, but now the storm. I'm not the one you can't ignore. I never tried to stick. If I wanted, I'ma get mine. Never face the fall, can't perform for your empire. Snatch him out the throne, make them all fall in line. I let the clock tick, count down, cause I'm. I'm sticking your tongue and you got the wrong one. I'm taking your king and I leave a broken. If I am insane, it's after no one. Just give me a second to let him know. All right, let's see if we get this going here. Let uh, That's not going to work. Let me get this cam back on here. I don't know. I have no idea why that kicked me out. I mean, I'm already talking bad crap. I got to get this figured out here. Let's see here. Why am I showing? I'm legitimately showing excellent connection, and I have no. All right, let's check this out real quick. We got to get this thing all fixed out. Right. We should be rocking and rolling. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with it this time. Let me get my display on. We back. I guess we're back. New stream. We'll see how long this thing lasts. I'm going to have to... It should last, though. Like We're going to find out because it's showing me as fine. All right. I don't understand. Let's see. We should be rocking and rolling. All right. Let's try this one more time here. See if we can keep this one going. Because that is not showing anything on that stream. And this one's showing this. And we're just going to see what we can do. All right. Let's see what we can do. All right. Like I was saying, real quick, I dropped this link in here. And I'm going to start streaming to that. My goal is to basically, if I can keep this thing running, he might fire me. If I can't keep this thing running, he might fire me. So it doesn't really matter. Um, let me pin this to the top real quick. Pin message. This is what caused it all to burn, crash and burn the last time. Even pinning my Twitch thing and saying the word will caused my YouTube video to crash and burn. That sounds about right. So 
let's see if we can rock and roll here. All right. Real quick, so I want to do is basically say, uh, talk about this Chinese ship. This Chinese ship is basically a military ship. It's now in Sri Lanka. Um, it is one of the things that we were worried about as they start to take over some of the ports. I'm not sure what happened. It just cut out on me, so I'm going to have to probably adjust bit rate. Um, as we adjust some of the ports and stuff, they take them over. They basically start to set them up so that they can take their military vessels in there. Well, one of their military vessels did show up in Sri Lanka. Uh, it's this one, and I did drop it in the last chat, but I'm going to drop it in this one also. And let's see what's going on here. All right, that's gone there. Let me minimize this. Now, I did track this uh, right here. So the software I've got now, like I said, is a lot more... Um, it's a it's it's pretty expensive software. So right now I'm on a seven day trial. Um, if it's something you guys want me to cover, cover the ships more uh, and be able to see all of them that are out there, um, I'll definitely I'll end up I'll get it. But it's like I said, it's there's real time is like uh, twenty five hundred dollars and twelve hours is twelve or thirteen hundred dollars for the year. So if that's something that you guys are interested in, I'll show you real quick. Um, I'll get it and I'll start with the 12 hour. And if we start to grow and the channel starts to get subscribers and more people start, you know, are interested in that, um, I'll, I'll start to dive into that. But I did track this ship here. Um, this is actually the ship that was coming in. It gives me about 12 hours. So basically, and it even gives me kind of like the speed it was running. Uh, like here it was doing like four knots. And then as the colors change here, it speeds way up. So down here where it's doing four knots is the yellow. And then it speeded up to about 17 knots. And then over here, let me pause this. Uh, over here, it slowed back down and did it, you know, looks like it's doing like donuts in the parking lot here. And then swung into the port. Now, this is a military vessel. India doesn't want it there. We don't want it there. Um, this is basically something that, you know, it's not a good idea, uh, but again, everybody's pushing everybody else's buttons. So they basically start took over these ports when they put them into a debt crunch. They could say, hey, we'll refix your ports. You got to pay us back. And then when they can't pay it back, they say, you know, you're out of there. Um, and then they end up taking over these ports. And now they're bringing mil military vessels into the port of Sri Lanka. Now, let me exit out of this. So like I said, this is something that it allows me to see the ship's um, that are even way out here. And, and actually, normally, if I didn't have this, um, it wouldn't give me this access. It wouldn't let me, it wouldn't tell me what these ships were. It would just say, you know, it's out of GPS range, basically. You know, you're not authorized to see these. So, if, like I said, I've, I, I kind of enjoy it going through it. Um, like right here is China Coast Guard. This is a China Coast Guard ship. And it, normally, I wouldn't know what this was, but now it's coming over, coming across as, you know, China Coast Guard ship right here. So if this is something you guys kind of want me to track, sort of like, you know, Monkey tracks airplanes, which he's good at doing the aircraft and stuff like that. Um, this is a lot more expensive software. Uh, plus, I know a little bit more about it being, you know, from Coast Guard and stuff, and I've got no problem researching it um, and diving into it big time and actually seeing what a lot of the ships are. Um, and this is around China. Like I said, this is some of the stuff, the ships that are, um, if I go up here, and I covered this in my uh, my earlier video. Um, I turn off navigation aids and I turn off this. And I'm just going to go with unspecified. Uh, 
where he was kind of calling these containers ships, they're not. A lot of times they could be anything. Um, they're just unspecified. So a lot of times they could just be fishing vessels. Um, I think one of them up here I saw a while ago was a Chinese um, military ship. Um, sometimes our military ships are unspecified. It'll just say warship. It's unspecified in what it is. It's it's, so it's not that it's a container ship. It's just unspecified. Um, like if I turn on fishing, a lot of these vessels over here are in the same area as the fishing vessels. So as you can see, compared to if I turn the containers on, there's not a lot of containers over in this area compared to the fishing vessel. So a lot of these are probably fishing. And I can turn off the names. Let me turn off the names so it doesn't look so... Uh, as you can kind of see, like I said, these are in the fishing area, and there's really no container ships in this area. They're over here. And the container ships aren't going to want to float around out here if they don't have to. This is what I wanted to explain. Like, as container ships, you don't want to be out here. You want to be someplace waiting in here so that you're not using your, you know, you can run on your generators. You're not fighting um, as much weather and things like that. If you, the further you push off, uh, you're going to have to run more engines and burn more fuel and things like that. So as these ships out here, let me turn that off. They're just, it's not that these are uh, container vessels that aren't being used. They're just, like I said, I may turn off this and turn off this. These are kind of far out to be that. So a lot of these are probably fishing vessels. And like I said, or just unspecified as I turn this on. But... Um, if this is something, like I said, I tracked, we were tracking some, or I was, me and, uh, I had somebody on the phone, we pull this up here, go over here. Um, I was tracking some ships over here that were, let me pull this up, turn the right ones on, turn on this. Uh, that were basically, the, some more, they were doing probably search pattern drills, um, or stuff like that, that they were out there kind of just tracking those, um, let's see here, hurricanes. Trying to see if I, all right, there's like, here's a, here's a U.S. government vessel. So if I click on this one, it's not telling me what it is. Um, it just says U.S. government vessel. And then I can kind of click the track and see what the track was. And basically it left out. And right here, right now, it's probably doing like power trials or I can, here's another one here. And I can click on that one and track. So it, it's just, I can start to kind of cover some of the ships if you guys want me to. Um, it, I don't know if there's anybody else kind of doing this. So I thought it'd be something that I can kind of jump on, um, and cover because it seems to be of interest with everything that's going on with logistics and things like that and actually see what some of these are. Uh, like there's a few up here, right, right here. This is an unspecified. So if I go here and this is a gray, this is an unspecified. So even here's an unspecified. If I track it, you can kind of see the pattern that it's done over the last 12 hours. It's basically done this. So, all right. I wanted to cover that, and I also wanted to cover... Let me turn this off. I also wanted to cover a little bit of... Let me pull all these down here. All right. So one of the other things I kind of wanted to cover was... In regards to silver, right? So one of the videos that are things that everybody was kind of talking about was um, Andy Shankman from Miles Franklin in regards to the 50 
million dollar uh, thing that they did. So let me click on this real quick. Make sure you guys can hear it. Let me know if you guys can hear it here. Let me pull this up so I can see what's going on. I'm still alive. Thank God I'm still alive. Let me play this here. All right, and he talks about YouTube, this. YouTube, and now it's like even made it to zero hedge that some Texas billionaire stepped up to the plate and bought $50 million worth of silver, and it got sourced through Miles Franklin. Uh, and funny enough, I think he worked there. Um, <laughs> I do, so, indeed. Uh, I guess this was on Chris Marcus's channel uh, that you guys revealed this. What are you allowed to share about this? I guess the, the big questions we've had that I've seen on Reddit and Twitter are, how much are you allowed to reveal about the nature of this order? And how are you sourcing that much? Uh, a lot of people thought that would be incredibly difficult if it was all in American Silver Eagles because there's such a supply shortage and that's, the premiums are so crazy in that. So this happened a while ago and it came out um, and a couple of people were saying it and then he jumped on. And to me, basically, and we're, we're, he's going to talk about it because it, it drove, it, when I hear stuff like this and it sounds something, and now that I don't trust him, I think he's, you know, he he got the money. I think it's you know official that 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 it happened. It's it to me when these weird things happen. It's it just kind of I don't know what it is, but it just it's like this this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound right. This is weird. Um, and everybody even you know they start to talk about that it's weird. Well, that usually sets off bells for you and I'm for me and I'm like you know what I want to kind of dig into this. Uh, so of course I did. That specific product. What can you share? All right. Well, first of all, it was a $50 million order of which half was in silver and half was in gold. And, um, you know, Bill Holter, who you guys have had on your show before, is an outside representative of Miles Franklin and a dear friend of mine. And he called me up. And by the way, the client really wants me to talk about this. Ironically enough, Bill said to me, listen, feel free to talk about it. She wants the, wants the world to know that big money is entering the marketplace. And uh, he called me up on a Friday. He said, Andy, I got a $50 all right, so that's the first thing that kind of um, was, for me, was kind of weird, right? Normally, you, you don't want to, if you're going to go ahead and buy this stuff, you don't want to, and you're going to make another purchase, right? So the, this was the original purchase of, let's say, $50 million, right? And you want to buy more, right? But you got you can only do it $50 million at a time. Let's say you're going to want to buy something for $5, but you want to buy more later. All right. Well, the last thing you want to do is tell the market that this is going to be a great deal and everybody should jump in because supply and demand then drives the market up. So your next purchase is going to be even cost you even more money. So to me, it's like, look, if I was I was going to be all in, then I would say, OK, everything, everybody. Guess what? I want you to tell everybody that this is going to go and I'm going to be, you know, jump out and say I bought this and or whatever it is also. But I'm not going to do that until I've got, until I'm all in. I don't want to raise the price of this before I get everything that I want, right? That's the first thing that kind of was like, that's interesting. Million dollar order coming. And, you know, I've been doing this for 33 years, you guys. And I've heard things like that a million times. I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure, great. You know, okay, Billy. Let me know when the, um, wire, let me know when the wire's transferred. Right? Yeah, right. So um, Monday comes along and he says uh, she tried to go to the bank today, but she has to go to the main branch and she has to go like 40 miles into the other state. And OK, Billy, sure. 
uh, Tuesday comes along. <laughs> are you like and, are you like doubting it at this point? Yes, I'm totally doubting it because I, you know, I've heard this stuff before a million times and they never have. Even yeah. from Bill, you've heard this. Before? Even from Bill, and, and, and I will say that Bill was very convinced, and and I started to feel a little bit. Well, maybe this is Bill. <laughs> I got guess. a little hope. Um, because when you hear things like this, more often than not, they're make believe. We did six hundred million dollars in sales last year. We've done seven billion in sales, and the biggest order I personally have ever done at one time is nine million dollars. So I'm thinking probably not going to happen. Um, anyways, late that evening, Monday night, the bank calls my office, a bank calls him and asks a couple of questions. One of which is, are you sure you can even handle an order this big, which was weird. And then I wanted to, to validate the, um, the wire instructions. Now I'm starting to get a little bit. Wow. This okay. So the bank calls and says, Hey, can, can you even handle a 50 million? All right. So I want you to put this in perspective. Now I have a business. I've I've been you know I've been in business not as long as you know like I said again I'm not in any way saying that this didn't happen or whatever but I'm in business I want to say 2012 2010 all right so since 2008 right I've had my own LLC that area maybe a little bit before can't remember but I, have I moved 50 million I have not moved a 50 million dollar the highest move I've made for one load. Um, I believe was two two hundred three $203,000 for, for one load transfer type situation. So I can see somebody that says, hey, I want to go ahead and buy, I want to move $50 million and I want to give it to this guy. Um, now, usually if you're dealing with a banker and you've got enough money that you're, you've got 50, you know, I mean, I know my banker. Like, let me put it to you this way. If Motion went to the bank tomorrow and said, I want to move $5,000, trust me, if anybody knows Motion, the bank man's calling me and saying, hey, hey, Motion's down here and wants to move money. Whoa, hold her. Don't let her go. I'll be right there. Uh, so either way, when you want to move $50 million to buy something um, like this, I I could see because I can't even go to my, my local uh, food store here you know, the pizza shop, I can't go to my local pizza shop or pizza store, walk in, buy something, walk out and say, oh, I did. I just just last week went into the uh, food store, went in there, bought stuff, came back out like, oh, forgot tomatoes, went back in, bought tomatoes and they denied my card because they thought it was fraudulent order, a fraudulent swipe because I just did it twice. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Right. So that I mean, for someone to come and say, man, can can you fill this order? I can see somebody from the bank making sure that whoever this person is that has this money isn't getting if, you know, they might have that relationship to make sure that you can fill the order that she's giving you. She's giving $50 million and, and he's going to explain he's never talked to her. He's never sent an email. He's never sent an invoice. He's never sent a quote. He's never had any type of interaction or a paper trail showing this transfer of $50 million, nothing. Now, I'm not a banker in any way, shape, or form, right? But I do know that there has to, at some point, there are levels of money that if you start, just start transferring and wiring someplace, that they have to make sure that you're not funding illegal activities, right? I mean, that's kind of some of the stuff that they probably have to make sure is happening. Right. So I can see them saying, OK, hang on. 
have have you talked to this guy? I mean, think about her going to the bank saying, "You want to you want to do what? You want to transfer fifty million dollars to this?" Okay, have you spoke to him? No. Well, do you have any paperwork on the price of the stuff that you that you're buying for? No. Do you do does he did he send you an invoice or an email or a quote or say anything stating that he had what you're trying to buy? No. Right right off the bat, you kind of want to say what. Well, hang on. You know what I mean? And I don't know who's buying it. I don't know if the person's an older person. and It's a female. Maybe it's an older female that, you know, you want to make sure that she everybody's in their right mind just to take $50 million and send it someplace without even talking to anybody at the location that you're sending it to. You, you kind of want, I could see this, this, this type of conversation happening with somebody that wants to move this much money with absolutely no conversation, no paperwork, no communication, and not even knowing what the price, just give me this much, even though you, I'm buying stuff that I don't care how much it is. I don't care if it's too, you know, if I'm being charged too much or anything like that. So not that he is, I'm just saying that this is something that, this is how this happened. This might actually happen. Tuesday comes along. Now keep in mind, I have never spoken to the client. And Bill relies on me and my staff to do all of the work in terms of any, any type of uh, backroom work or sending wire instructions or communicating with the client on that level would come from my staff. Mm -hmm. Tuesday morning comes along, we receive a wire for $50 million. Now, I never even <laughs> sent an email, never sent a, 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 an invoice, nothing. I called Bill. I said, I'll be damned, man. We got a wire for $50 million. Now, I know you've had Bill on your show before. Now... Never an email, never an invoice, never nothing. Just boom, $50 million hits the bank. Because somebody said you're going to get $50 million. Now, I've wired, like I said, I've gone to the bank, and I've had to wire money, and I've had to pay them these invoices and send these checks. I have to have a paper trail. For this stuff to happen in business, I have to have a paper trail when you're, when you're dealing with that. Something that shows, because, you know, money's coming out of my business account, it's going in. And I have to have something showing where it's going, right? Some type of invoicing, some type of stuff, some type of paperwork, something so that I can say that I took this here and gave this money to this person. And you can no longer tax me on this 50 million because I don't own it. This other guy now has this 50 million. I now have this item or this silver. I know he's Jim Sinclair's partner and Without going into what they, the reason they believe this, Jim and Bill believe the only thing to own are American-made products. She wanted to do half in silver and half in gold. And she only wanted as many silver eagles as I could get her and the balance in pre-1965 junk silver or um, Peace and Morgan circulated dollars. We had 90,000 silver eagles in stock. We're one of only 27 U.S. Mint authorized resellers. We always stock an awful lot of silver eagles. Between 2022s and backdates, we had about 92,000 coins in stock. For two days, 20 hours straight, I sat at this desk, did not get up. I called every single source that I knew that I have known over the last 30 years in the wholesale business um, and cleaned them out. Took out all of their, their allocations into August. Wow. Um, she bought over 900,000 American Silver Eagles and do the math at $12 plus premium on that. She didn't care. Um, she didn't care that the premiums were that high. She didn't care that she could have gotten Britannias or kangaroos or Philharmonics for half the price premium wise, didn't care. Uh, she bought, put the rest into silver eagles and the junk silver and $25 million into pre-1933 US gold coins. No bullion, none. Wow. Why, why pre-1933? Uh, she didn't care. 
right? I don't care. Just give me this. Give me this. Give me this. Well, it's, it's more. Do you want this? Nope. Don't care. Now, can someone do that? Absolutely. hundred percent. Someone can absolutely buy it. They can pay more than they, than it's worth. They can do whatever they want, but now you're dealing with silver, which is heavy. You know I mean? Silver is not, you know, that much silver amount of money in silver. It's heavy. He's got to ship it. All that's included. And this is, you know, sat there basically trying to get as much as he possibly could to, to fill this thing and good for him, right? Good for him that he did this, but it, it's how this is being portrayed and where this is being put out and the information that's being out there in regards to, Hey, this person bought this. They want everyone to know that they bought this and a little bit more. Hang on. Coins. Is, is that something to do with the confiscation and, and those coins have some meaning to people? Uh, you know, if, if I had my druthers, you guys, if I if, if price wasn't an issue, I'd only own pre-33 gold if price wasn't an issue. Now, I normally don't talk about pre-33 gold because price is an issue and the premiums are high. And I believe in the end, it's about number of ounces that matter. This woman told us this was more or less a test order, one of several to come. And far be it for me to doubt anything that is being said about this order at this point, because I was shocked to see that, that this was the case. I sourced some of it from a gentleman I've known who's been in the industry for 50 years. He said he's never seen an order this big ever. My banker who runs all the, my, my whole business account in Minnesota, Old National Bank called me and said, never seen a wire this big in my life. She was held hostage more or less for hours in a back room of the bank as they tried to talk her out of it. Three <laughs> days they held her money for really Friday, Monday, Tuesday. She had to threaten with um, legal action pulled the rest of the money out of her, uh, her account, 10 more million dollars and sent it to her more uh, to her uh, Merrill Lynch account. Uh, and supposedly this is the first of at least six transactions of the same size between now and the next six months. I will tell you this, you know, you mentioned something off air to me uh, about cleaning out inventory. If she would have told me. Now, right there, I, held hostage is, a, is, a, is an extremely, um, when you start to say she was held hostage, and and not that's that's that terminology that's that's a pretty big word to be held. I don't think, like I said, here, I don't think I would say that. Right at some point, it's like, well, you don't have an invoice for me. You don't have. We never talked. Like I said, we've never done any of this, and this person just wants to transfer fifty million dollars out of this bank. We don't know, you know, anything about this person or things like that. So it's not that the bank is saying you can't do it or they're holding their money, but rich people make money with their money, right? So it, it's also very possible that this money wasn't just sitting in a savings account or, you know, that, that and it could be, but it's just possible that this money was in some type of an account that it might have taken a two-day process to pull out of and put into the, and, you know, to be able to transfer this money, right? I mean, there, there's, like I said, we don't know where this money, if it was a personal account, if it was a business account, we don't know the mental state in regards to the person, but I'm telling you, if my wife wanted to ship, I don't care how rich I am, if she wanted to ship $50 million someplace with no invoice, no communication, never speak talking to them, doesn't even know if they have the order, has no idea, just give me your wiring, just give me your bank account numbers and let me send you this money. God, I hope my bank holds her up for a little bit at some point, right? I mean, that's normally not how business is done. I, 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 I have never, I will not send you money unless you send me an invoice. I won't, if the invoice has to be corrected, like we do load sometimes that, let's say we use $50,000 for the load and then I send a rate confirmation to that 
carrier saying, I'm going to pay you $50,000 plus police. All right. So I send that load to them. I send the rate con to them. Now the, the police come back and they're $10,000. Okay. It, there have been time. I will not send the money until I resend a rate confirmation for 60. They sign it and then they send it back and then they invoice me for the 60. Like you're not getting any money from me unless I've got a paper trail tracing why I gave you that much money. Um, because if anybody were to come back me, either anything from the IRS or, or any type of, hey, the bank account that you send that is now connected with blah, blah, blah. Or if I were to get paid, when they pay me, I send an invoice, right? I don't just say, okay, pay me. I have to send an invoice because, and I'm invoicing them. And on that, I'm invoicing them for the following services, uh, transportation, whatever, you know, whatever I'm doing, police, transportation, blah, blah, blah. So that when they send that money to me, I can say, I got this money from this bank account for this. So if that bank account is connected to some illicit activity, <laughs> I could be like, well, I had no idea about that. I build them for this. So it's, this is kind of where it basically, I said, well, this is just weird. And not that it's, you know, I don't in any way think that Miles Franklin's a part of this. It was just it was weird. The whole situation is weird. And for me, it turned into, well, there's too many, there's a lot of push for silver right now, right? Everybody, we've got Phil, we've got, you know, silver, 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 and gold, and silver, and silver, and silver, and gold, and it's going to go up, and it's going to skyrocket, and it's going to go this, it's going to go this. And everybody is pushing to get into silver. And I'm not a financial advisor, right? I'm just noticing what I'm seeing a lot of people doing, that all the rich people are getting into silver. And I remember the housing market, right, back in 2008, when everybody was saying, look, everybody needs to flip houses. You need to get into real estate. You need to go ahead and get into this loan, get into this, get into that, get into this. And next thing you know, housing crashed. And a lot of people lost a lot of money jumping into this. Because it was all over. This is one of the things that motion, and this is why this just, you know, rings a bell for me is motion. When we were driving truck back in just before 2008, um, she had did that uh, like a course that was supposed to flip houses. Remember, what we, I talked about this before that she was actually scammed twice um, on the same scam because she wanted out so bad. She was desperate. She wanted out. She needed the money. She want, and, and what happened was. She bought into this course that says, here's how you flip houses, blah, blah, blah. And, and it was a scam. So I, you start, not that this is a scam at all, but I'm just saying that for me, it, I just see these pushes sometimes and it makes me want to dive into things, right? This is my opinion. So some of the stuff I dove into was in regards to silver and gold. And silver and gold in is no longer connected to technically to money. It's, it's not, you know, the dollar's not backed by gold anymore. We were taken off gold. So one of the things that happened in 1933 was the government basically came out and said, look, um, you, you, you can't have gold anymore. And let me pull that one up. Not only can you not have gold, they nationalized it. They did not confiscate it. They nationalized it which means they basically said, look, 
This is no longer private. It's now public. And we're in charge. The government can nationalize things. Under the Defense Production Act, um, they can nationalize the steel companies. Uh, they can nationalize things to basically say, hey, we're taking it over. So in 1933, they nationalized gold. Let me see if this is the video here. Um, and when they nationalized it, let me hit play on this one. Gold confiscation. Imagine having the forethought to buy gold to shield your finances from an economic or monetary crisis, only to have it taken away from you by your government. You'd lose not just the protective buffer you put in place, but potentially a chunk of your net worth. Gold confiscation may sound preposterous to investors used to securities or real estate, but it's happened in the past enough times to make it a reasonable concern for those uneasy about unsolvable debt levels, runaway government spending, and continual central bank currency creation. When a grab is made for people's savings, governments don't bother to confiscate instruments like stocks and bonds and savings accounts. Those can be wiped out simply by devaluing the currency. But when times are really tough, governments have requested citizens turn over their gold, the one asset they've historically been unable to control since it's not someone else's liability. When a gold confiscation happens, there unfortunately aren't a lot of viable solutions. If your government declares it illegal to own a meaningful amount of bullion... You so this is what they did. In 1933, they basically, gold was, the, was you know, connected to the dollar. So they basically said, hey, we're going to go ahead and nationalize gold. You can only have $100 worth, no more. If you do have more, it's a $10,000 fine and up to 10 years in prison. In 1934, they did the same thing to silver. They nationalized it. Okay. Um, over time, they've actually done it a couple different times that they've done this you'd have little choice but to comply. Either that or play the role of a fugitive with the prospects of financial penalties, forcible confiscation of your metal, and even jail time waiting for you. Many investors believe that gold won't be confiscated today because it's not part of the monetary system like it was during the U.S. nationalization in 1933 under Roosevelt. While it's true we're not on a gold standard today, if the crisis gets bad enough, any and all viable solutions could be on the table. All right, if a crisis gets bad enough, any and all viable solutions are on the table, okay? So now I said, okay, do we have a crisis? Do we have a crisis that gold and silver and nickel and copper and all of these metals, precious metals, would be needed? And we do. In their minds, we have a climate crisis, and they're looking to do a climate emergency. Now, with a climate emergency, some of the other videos I'm seeing um, that are out there is, and some of the articles that I'm pulling, is basically saying that we don't have enough silver. We're not pulling enough silver out of the ground now for what we need to build the things that we're building with the solar panels and everything else. So I'm not in any way saying that I believe in this. What I'm telling you is that they could basically say, boom, state of emergency we're going to nationalize silver copper and rare earth minerals and precious metals because we need them for microchips we need them for processors we need them for phones we need them for trucks we need them for shit we need them for smoke detectors we need all this stuff okay now they're in, they nationalize it which means here's the deal we're going to set the price, and we will buy it from you. 
but you can't buy it or sell it to anyone else because we are in technically a state of emergency and we've, we're just hooked up with um, the Taiwan chip company. We just hooked up with Intel and they're going to start prop making these computer chips here in the United States. And for us to make these computer chips, we need this silver because silver goes into these chips along with uh, copper and, and all this other stuff. So we can have, we're going to have to nationalize the mines to be able to be, keep this silver and gold to be able to process the things that the country needs to move forward. We are literally moving, from, in my opinion, from a, obviously you had the Stone Age you, and you had the metal age, metal age. Well, now we're moving into a technology age, right? So technology is now becoming what metal and gold and gems and stuff were, right? Data. Data, our data and us have, have now become the backing of the dollar, right? When they say, oh, we're connected to the petrodollar. No, we're not. We are literally a fiat dollar that our country promises to pay you. And they promise to pay you as long as the people in this country work that they can collect taxes on us. So if we bring in more people and we have more stuff to do here, then we can pay you because we are collecting taxes from the people that are working here. So it's really not ba backed on the petrodollar anymore. Countries are buying oil in, in other dollars. It's, we're slowly, like I said, moving the SWIFT system. We've turned it off for some countries, and those countries are still functioning on their own. Uh, we have countries that are forming another reserve dollar, which basically means, hey, would you, would you, buy our, would you allow us to buy this in our dollar, you know, in, in that aspect? Um, you have a digital currencies, you have Fed now, you have the central bank system that basically is going to come in and say, hey, it, we already deal with digital banking on our side. You go to the, you go and you use your phone and you buy something. You go and you use your card and you, and you, that's digital money, right? You're not giving cash. You're not giving green pieces of paper. You're giving digital money. So the digital switch is on their end more than it's our, on our end. It's how they're actually transferring that money. Right. So if you were to say, look, we've got to nationalize this, we've got to make it because we can't just go and give all this silver. Has this happened before? It has. Um, they've done it with steel. The Defense Production Act, uh, the industry of steel, they've done it with where they actually went in. So there's a precedent for this. During World War II, they went in and said, hey, um, we're going to go ahead and nationalize steel. We're going to set a certain price. It's going to be this much, and this is all you can charge us for it. And they've done it with steel. Steel's a metal, right? But they needed steel for the war. Uh, and this, you know, during the Korean War. So remember, the Korean War, the last war that was a declaration of war that was legitimate was World War II. Um, and if you're Jeff B., it was the revolution. But... The Korean War, that we call it, still wasn't a, you know, Vietnam was a police action. It still wasn't technically a declaration of war. And they put in emergency things to, to do stuff like, like steel. The Defense Production Act, that was literally created for the Korean War so that the government could come in and say, hey, I'm taking over your company and you're going to have to do this now. And so this is some of the stuff that I, I, I was digging into. 
Again, there's no one that disagrees with me because I've called around in regards to the amount of silver and stuff that we are mining is not enough to cover what we need. Okay? There's lots of people been saying that 100%. Now, silver you is never... There's no way, if the government needs it for, for their military, if they need it for solar panels, if they need it for um, absolutely all this stuff, there's no way. Like right now it says investment. 18% go to coins and bars. 18% of silver. 21% go to jewelry. 51% go to solar panels. And we're not pulling enough. We're not pulling enough. If I'm a country, I've got to look at this as this is my country, right? And, and we've got to have electronics. We've got to let the trucks run. We've got to have cell phones. We've got to have phones. We've got to have this. We've got to have that. And we're moving to a digital age. If this was my country, I would nationalize it. I would have to nationalize it. I would have to say, I can't let this go and be sold to other countries. I can't let this be, you know, be hoarded, just like they did to gold and silver in 1933 and 1934 just like they did to steal during the Korean War. I've got to. I have no choice. Because we're, it, it, it's not backed by a dollar. It's just a precious metal. It's just a metal. That, but that metal is needed for everything that I want to make. Even these high chips. The chips that, that we, we want to make here are AI chips. I mean, they, they're not... They're making chips that are for artificial intelligence chips. I mean, some serious chips now, right? They're making computer chips that teach other computer chips what to do. All right? I'm trying to get a guy on to explain this in English to everybody so we can understand the importance of Taiwan and we can explain the importance of these chips. But it's, it's, it's a big deal, these chips. So they've got to have that. So... One of the other things that I started to look into is, okay, who is nationalizing mines? Are other countries starting to nationalize mines? And they are. Matter of fact, Trump nationalized the rare earth minerals um, mine in California, in, in Mountain Pass, California. Mexico just nationalized the lithium mines. Um, Peru just nationalized their copper mines. And, and this is somewhere also where you start to get silver. So there are other countries that are basically saying, hey, you know, Bill would block the firms. Let me pull the one that says, uh, rare earth plant to fight for survival in Malaysia. Hang on, let me pull this one. Precious metals. Mexico moves ahead with lithium nationalization plans. So they are basically looking to nationalize lithium in Mexico. That means the government's in charge of it. Mexico is moving ahead with the plans to nationalize the emerging lithium industry after a member of the ruling something party introduced and drafted a bill in parliament last week. Which calls, uh, which calls for the battery metal to be deemed the exclusive property of the nation. So other countries are starting to do this with these different metals. Lithium is one of them. Um, here's another one. And I read, I read this article that other, other countries are starting to do the same thing. 
Uh, there was a Canadian one. Let me pull this one right here. So resources, resource nationalism article, a clear and present danger to Canadian miners. So this article came out uh, last year this time, last year today, one year ago today. And basically it talks about some of the uh, Canada miners are go to other countries. And now all of a sudden the countries are coming in and saying, you're out of here. To give a few examples, I'm never going to pronounce these, but um, Tanzara recently announced it would renegotiate agreements with all foreign mining companies and its borders. Peru, newly elected president, vowed during his campaign to nationalize all foreign-owned mines. Mexico announced it would no longer grant new permits and concessions to foreign mining companies. Um, That central mining operations could nationalize. And something republic took over a Canadian-owned and operated Contome gold mine based on legislation that would introduce and pass into law in a single day. A single day, they said, hey, Canada's in here taking our gold. Pass the law. Done. They're out. A single day. All right? So now I'm looking at this as, a, and I, I'm looking at this for my country now, right? I'm looking at this saying, okay, all these other, I can't get, I can't get silver from these other countries. I can, but they don't have to sell it to me. They can say no, they nationalized it. I can't, you know, send my people, you know, my crews, Canada can't send their crews over there anymore to go in and mine this stuff, Canadian companies. They're out. To me, I'm like, okay, well then, I, if I can't get it from outside sources and I can only mine it here, I better protect what's, I better protect what's mine. And I better lock this in and say, boom, sorry, it's nationalized. I, I don't see, if, if they didn't, I don't see how, how they'd be able to make enough to make the goods that we need. We need these things. These trucks need to deliver food. Trucks have computer chips in them. You have to have them, right? We don't have enough old trucks to go back to. Uh, Peru's copper output at risk as leftist, and he won. He won the presidential election, just so everybody knows. Uh, Peru, the world's second largest copper producer, producing country, could see mining outputs decrease. And basically, he won. This was last year, June 2021. He won the election. I even think I pulled this up. Uh, Mexico's top court cancels mining concessions near indigenous communities. This was February 2022. Um, This was what basically was out there. This was, you know, back in 1933. Uh, So they gave until May 1st and they said all gold coins, gold bullion and gold certificates now owned by them to a Federal Reserve Bank branch or agency. Uh, And you had to take them there. And it basically said, look at the bottom here. Criminal penalties for having it was a $10,000 fine or 10 years imprisonment. So if you had it and they didn't know about it, you just kept it, right? You, just, you didn't, maybe you turned it in, maybe you didn't. I wasn't back there in 1933. Um, Nancy Pelosi might have been, but I, I wasn't. But they did the same thing with silver in 1934. And at this point, I don't know how silver works if they know who's got it, who's been, who's received it. But if you're, you know, and then people are transferring stuff over. Um, Here's the silver hoarder one, 
right? Uh, hoarders of silver, a letter secretary of treasury. Further response to the Senate resolution number 211, a list of possible holders of spot silver and future contracts of silver, 1934. So they basically jumped out. So how did the, the gold and silver national differ? So, and, and it kind of talks, but they did not do jewelry, right? At this point, they didn't do jewelry, uh, but they did do coins and they did do bullion, right? All right, so for National Asian Home, the U.S. government paid $20.67 per ounce of gold. So if you had gold and an ounce, they said, here's your 20 bucks. Here, 21, let's, I'll round up. Um, and then the government reevaluated it, reevaluated it at 35. So they basically ganked some money from you. They bought it for you from 20, they reevaluated it from 35 to, to 35, but then they couldn't sell it. And then from 1934, it would take until 1951. So they took it in 1933, and in 1951, they devalued it from the dollar, and then they're like, ah, all right, you guys can have gold again. You're good. And that's what he talked about in the gold before 1933 was more expensive because it was before the government came in and stepped in and took that. So that's kind of what he was talking about um, when he started to mention the 1933 gold. Because this is when they, they nationalized it. They did not confiscate it. Confiscated means I come to you and I rip it out of your hands. It's mine. And you get nothing for it. Nothing at all. Right? That's compensation. Nationalizing means you got to sell it to me, but I'm going to give you money for it. I'm going to give you 20 bucks for it. That's nationalizing it. It's now property of the nation. It's no longer your individual property. And this is stuff that, you know, basically was happened. Here's the seizure. And I had a conversation um, because I bounced this off of um, nobody special finance. And I told him that they would do this. And he, and he disagreed with me. And then he pulled up the fact that they did it with steel. And he was shocked. He basically said, holy crap. They set the price of steel with the Defense Production Act. I didn't know that. And because he's his opinion was the government can't set the price. They can't come in. It's got to be done for whatever the fair value is. And my point was, sure, I'll give you fair value up until August 20th. After that, you get nothing because you're not supposed to have it. But this is kind of that's so once I showed him or, you know, he found it that they that they did it with steel. You now have a precedent that the government can come in and say this is what steel's worth. And, and I tried to explain it to him that, look, I'm moving freight under a Defense Production Act for the DOD under a national to a nationalized mine. I can't charge a million dollars a mile. Right. The, the government's not going to let me charge. a. Mi they're going to say, look. <laughs> You know, go ahead and move this. You have to do it. It's priority. We understand that, you know, because it's priority, you're going to be, you're going to probably charge you know, a different, this much or whatever, whatever, but you got to do that. But I can't charge a million dollars a mile. It, if I could, I probably wouldn't be on YouTube. I ain't going to lie. Um, but this is, this is, so they're ha they set that price. And here's my thing. And, and I'm going to be kind of blunt with it, basically. Rich people and people that have money don't usually let you in on the secret to easy money. So 
if they're telling you, like I said, if, if you got it when you buy this stuff, I'm not saying don't buy it in any way. I'm not a financial advisor in any way. I'm just digging in to stuff that has happened in the past and saying that right now we don't have enough silver. That's a fact, which I can pull this, this article, um, to cover the silver that we're doing. I mean, and I'll, I'll drop this one in here. Hang on. Let me drop this one in here so everybody can see what we're doing. Perfect example. Yori's in here. Yori, if you knew how to make money and you were in the front of the curve making that money, right? Are you going to tell everybody else? Are you going to let everybody else in on your secret while you're still trying to make the money? I mean, I, I, I know what Yori, your, no, I know what Yori's going to say. I mean, Yori's going to step over the bodies as she gets to the front of that line to get to that money. Exactly. There's going to be all kinds of people in her wake as she rolls through the crowd, blasting people out of the way. But yet, that's, that's unfortunately, that rich people, like it or not, Rich people know how to make money with money. And if they're letting you in on the secret, it ain't a secret. It ain't a secret. So when I hear people like Phil G say that gold and silver is going to go to $20,000. How? What? 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 It's going to be nationalized way before that. If, it, if there's not enough and they need it for the stuff that they're doing and they're passing all these bills to push forward with this, that they need it, they are not going to let it go to $20,000. It's going to be nationalized. In January, President Biden signed the executive order track, uh, tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad, setting a goal to, to, trans <clears throat> to transition the U.S. government fleet of cars and trucks to electric vehicles. Assembled in the U.S. as of 2019, the U.S. government owned approximately 645,000, uh, about a third of which are used by the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, the initial step is a large effort by the Biden administration to encourage the transition of, to EVs, electric vehicles. Hold that. Hold this thought here. I'll be right back after these messages. I don't get. Hold your thought. Yori, run the show. All right, I'm back. Good job. Let me turn my camera back. Silver superior, silver superior electrical properties make it hard to replace across a wide and growing range of automotive applications, many of which are critical to the safety and to meet the increasing environmental standards. Silver is found in many car components throughout vehicles, electric seams, and then it goes to a figure. Um, these components included include but are not limited to conductive Paste of automotive glass, circuit breakers of fuses, switches, relays used to activate various electronic devices. Importantly, silver is used in a wide range of vital safety features such as airbag deployment systems, automatic braking, security and driver alert systems. In addition to highly environmental standards, 
Safety standards worldwide continue to improve and increase the demand for silver lo uh, loads, loadings. As the auto industry embraces new technology, silver remains pivot, pivotal importance. But we're not making enough. We are literally not making enough. I mean, you want your country to survive, and I, I can ask this question. You're in charge. You need silver. Other countries are nationalizing it. Other countries are cutting it off. Other countries are, are nationalizing their mines, and they'll decide if they sell it to you, and they'll decide if they like you, and they'll decide if you can buy it from them. And we do such a good job going to Saudi Arabia for oil. You know, he gave us a cupful. Um, if, if this was your country and you needed this type of stuff, I, I asked the same thing to Jack, and, and, and it was crickets. It, it literally was crickets. And that, because it, it's like, oh my God, I don't, you're right, I don't, I don't know. I w he wanted to say, I, I, I'd have to nationalize it. I'd have to, I'd have to do it. Because I literally asked him. Industry buyers dri drive more than 50% of the silver. And then, however, the focus on silver's role in the industry metal, which we consider market's backbone, given the industry demand, is not a fickle investment in demand. And then, and it goes into this stuff, but it's it's this isn't the only article. Uh, Economic Ninja did a video. A lot of them started to do a video, and then we come out with bills saying that U.S. would block defense firms from using Chinese rare earths. Now, rare earths and another one. So you have rare earth minerals, which are not the same as precious metals, but also needed. So you now have. United States saying, look, you can't give our rare earth minerals. Here it is. Well, you can't give our rare earth minerals, um, which is stuff like cobalt. I, there's no way I'm going to pronounce any of these things. You, just, you guys are just going to have to read it right here. Uh, a list of rare earth minerals are all these right here. Uranium. I, I know that one. Um, but beside, it's all these right here. Let me move it up my screen there so you can see it. Make sure you can get it. This is something else that we are now mining for, and we have to refine. Um, and it's sought after because they are, many of them glow when electrically passed through them, which explains why they are needed to make a display for phones. So your phone, rare earth minerals, when your phone comes on, that's rare earth minerals. Uh, most of them are mined in China. So if you're not having a good time with China, which we're not, and China can start cutting you off with stuff, now you got to start mining rare earth minerals, right? Uh, precious metals, uh, what precious metals have in common, mostly they are rare and therefore valuable. This is where they say, okay, gold and silver and stuff, there's, there's a cost because they're rare. Um, they have a few other things in common. But they are all luscious and beautiful, but okay, yeah. Uh, most or less rea react other metals. All right, let me see what it says. Gold, silver, platinum. And platinum group metals, which is, uh, I don't know what these are. These ones right here. I'm not a chemist, nor do I play one on YouTube. Christ, I can barely read. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have been able to make officer during the Civil War. Hey, can you read? Not English. But move on. Thank you. So, although it's just out loud. I don't know what it is. I, I usually read fine. Maybe I just get nervous. You guys make me nervous. Turn, look away. Look away when I read. Maybe that's what I got to do. 
So this is another thing that they're doing. And it is just, I just don't see a lot of, I just think with a, with a, a, a couple emergencies, uh, this is the, uh, the IMF, Energy transmi- uh, Transitioning Metals. I started to dive into the IMF. And some of the stuff that the, the IMF is saying is basically, look, um, let me qualify. So, okay, so to limit climate change, country and firms increasingly pledge to reduce carbon dioxide emissions. Reaching this goal could sub- substantially raise the demand for metals such as copper, nickel, cobalt, lithium, um, and silver kind of falls into that type of stuff um, because we, we just talked about, which are key building blocks for energy transition. For example, electric cars require five times more of these metals than a conventional car. However, more metals increase global economy raises concerns that supply might not catch up with the soaring demand. This could, it, this could induce increasing in cost of these metals and inputs and thus potentially delay the energy transition. Right, so they go and they're basically saying, "Look, you need this stuff. Supply and demand is going to raise the price, bro. Your asses better nationalize it because if not, you ain't going to be able to control the price." Uh, we model the impact of the energy transition on metals prices as the sequence of metal-specific demands shock in separate structure VAR models for copper, nickel, cobalt, and lithium to avoid any. Ex anti exemptions about to affect the energy transition on the economy. Uh, we discuss metal specific from aggregated demand shocks. While a metal specific demand shock like energy transition leaves the demand of other commodities unaffected, the aggravated demand shocks affect the demand. It's like, oh, Jesus, I, I get it. In English, they can't allow the price to skyrocket on the metals. And they're going to because they're needed. So how do you handle that? You nationalize it. That's how you handle it. That's another one. I'm going to be talking Friday. I'm going to be doing, it'll probably, it'll be recorded. Friday, I'm going to talk with somebody that comes from uh, Africa. That they are so poor and it's communism and China comes in and taught him all about, you know, basically taught him how to be a politician there. And he runs it like the most brutal dictator uh, that's still going today. And what does their country put out? What is their country export? What keeps their country alive? Gold. So how are they not a rich country if they're handing gold to China and that's their main export, gold? And they are an immensely poor country in Africa. And I'm going to bring somebody on that left there and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what, how, he, how things went there. We're going to talk about how communism and socialism, he got free. You know, technically everything was free um, and he wasn't happy and, and all this stuff. And we're going to kind of go over that. Can you find someone that understands the importance of rare? Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. Um, I, that's who I'm kind of looking. I'm, I've reached out to a couple people. Um, I need to bring, I need someone to come on and explain the chips. Um and I'm going to probably reach out to somebody that explain, okay, tell me about this silver. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. Um, try, uh, yeah, I got, t- and if anybody wants to suggest anybody, I'll reach out to him. I got no problem reaching out to somebody. Um, but this is some of the stuff that I'm digging into. So for me, when people start to say, hey, 
buy into this. And and this isn't, you know, Miles wasn't saying this, but we all know Phil G um, basically was saying stuff like, hey, gold's going to go to 20,000. It's going to go to 5,000. It's going to go to all this other stuff. He's, he's said that. It's been recorded. We can play it. It's one of those, I, I look at it, and all of a sudden, we've got a get-rich-quick scheme going on. If you're going to buy it for $20, and it's going to go to 20000 if you just hold on to it during the reevaluation. I, I remember when my wife was, you know, scammed twice, and uh, she cried, you know, and I'll tell you what, make my wife cry? Mm. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Not, not a good thing. Not a good thing. Change men. It changes uh, changes men. When the person, you know, when 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 that happens, you look in there and she. So, to me, it's just like the stuff that's going on. The fact that I want everyone to know that I'm diving into this. Really, why? Why do you want everyone to know? Why don't you put it out there? Why don't you go on Fox? If you've got that much money, why don't you call up Fox News? Why don't you call up CNN? Why don't you call this up and say, look, this is who I am. I've got enough money to do this six times, and I want to go on live onto your show and tell everybody I'm doing this. Why don't you do that? Why isn't that happening? One, you can't. I don't think you can because that would be manipulating a market. In my opinion, I'm not a financial advisor. But why would you do that anyways? Why would you buy into that, take whatever you wanted and do that? I just, to me, I don't, I, I can't move money. I can't move money without having some type of invoice, having some type of communication, having some type of conversation. I can't do it. And and I hear this all the time. Well, they're rich. They do things different. No, they're not dumb with their money. They're rich because they're not dumb with their money. They're dumb on other things. I ain't gonna lie, but they ain't dumb with their money. You ain't rich because you're dumb with the money. You become dumb when you have money, it seems like, uh, Mr. Mr. Hunter. But w- whatever you're doing with the money, I don't know. So this is kind of some of the stuff. Now, like I said, does everybody agree with me? No, it is my opinion. It is. But I just see that with a cli- uh, climate emergency, once you attach that to it, and everything's an emergency now, but once you attach that to it, I think it gives you more than just shuffling money around. It's going to give you... Let's take a look. Uh, let's do this. All right, CEO wants Trump to... T- t- this is 2017. CEO wants Trump to nationalize rare earth mine in America. Uh, this is the one in California, uh, Mountain Pass, California. Head of the Advanced Metal Manufacturing said that he met with President Donald Trump chief strategist Steve Bannon on Monday and persuaded him that the U.S. should nationalize the country's only mine of rare earth minerals, which could be used for military applications. Beep. Let me go back. No, let me back up here. 
Uh, and is this one when he did it? All right, this one, he was urged again. This is the same thing. He was urged to nationalize it uh, Mount, uh, by buying up Mount Pass. The Chinese have locked up the only operating a rare earth mineral operation outside of China. Chief Executive, China's control of rare earth minerals. One of them said that they nationalized it. Trump moves to loosen mining regulations. Is this it? Hang on. Uh, loosen regulations and, and green light new mineral project before leaving office. Uh, with his unable to reverse some of the changes, administration officials tell Rutgers that he plans to publish a rift decision on January 15th on the, on the, Nevada, on the Nevada lithium mine and approved a land swap for Arizona copper mine, among other steps. Ruling making for years. I thought one of them said he nationalized it. I'll have to pull it up. If I pull it up, I'll, I, I swore I saw it, and I'll put it on my community page. Um, White House asked to consider it. Now the White, this is the White House asking to consider it. Yeah, now it's, and then it's caught between China. I'm I'm 99% sure he actually nationalized that because I thought I, I pulled up an article that basically said he did. Uh, nationalized mine in Mountain Pass. Close enough. Thank you, Google. Trump urges CEO... Nationalize is the only rare earth mineral. I'm going to see if, if I can find it. Because I know that the DOD was on site when we moved some of the stuff that I moved into there. So I'm pretty sure that the Trump controlling, Trump controlling the only rare earth is unrealistic. MP says, uh, MP, the rare earth mineral mine process in North America. I really don't think it's realistic to consider it because of the time it happens. I'm going to pull it up. But like I said, other countries are, are, are absolutely uh, nationalizing their minds. So that's all I pretty much, like I said, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. That's what I wanted to cover. I just don't, there just seems to be an awful lot of push for silver, an awful lot of push for this. And that to me, that $50 million thing with six more times coming of the same size order and wanting everyone to know and diving into this stuff. Now we we did kind of go over that if it was one of the, a female that did this and had enough money to be able to do that, we narrowed it down to um, the Waltons from Walmart, who was in Texas. If that's the person that it, that actually did it and it actually was a female, um, it was the Waltons. And then we do this real quick. Debt in all developed countries is unpayable, especially when you add in unfunded liabilities. Where could the government get funds to service it all? One source could definitely be gold. The sober reality is, while lower than in the past, the risk of a gold confiscation is not zero. The world today can be an uncertain place. 
and what were once local issues can rapidly escalate and have global consequences. This does not mean, however, that we are suggesting a gold confiscation is imminent or even probable, simply that it could happen if one or a series of events having significant worldwide implications occurs. Without official gold backing on most major currencies today, the specific motivation to confiscate gold that existed during many previous confiscations barely exists today. But, as you'll see, even unless you need it for circuitry. And that hasn't stopped modern governments without a gold standard from doing the same, ostensibly as a form of currency controls to slow down market-driven devaluation. The Solutions to Confiscation Risk There's a lot of speculation floating around the web about what one might do if gold was confiscated again. Unfortunately, the majority of the most common solutions don't hold up to much scrutiny. Some investors assume silver would be exempt. That's usually because past confiscations mainly focused on gold. However, what many investors don't know is that a year after the 1933 confiscation order, President Roosevelt signed Executive Order 6814 that required the delivery of all silver bullion to the United States government for minting into coins. Many dealers claim numismatic or collector coins would be excluded since there was an exempt. And, and, and like I said, the, and the only thing that was excluded was jewelry. Um, I want to go into where he says that it's actually happened a couple times before. Let me see here. No compensation. In a severe national crisis, it's certainly possible the government wouldn't be able to afford to pay investors the full value of their bullion. And the U.S. government was serious about you not hoarding gold. As Wikipedia reports, under the trading decades, not until January 1st, 1975, could U.S. citizens own more than... I'm sorry, it was 1975. So it went from 1933 to 1975. You had to hold your, your gold for. ...than $100 in gold again. Australia Gold Confiscation, 1959. The Australian government similarly nationalized gold. The law, part of the Banking Act in 1959, allowed gold seizures of private citizens if the government determined it was expedient to do so for the protection of the currency or the public credit of the Commonwealth. In other words, they made it legal to seize gold from private citizens in exchange for paper currency. The country's treasurer stated in a press release that followed, all gold, other than wrought gold and coins to a limited extent, had to be delivered to the Reserve Bank of Australia within one month of its coming into a person's possession. The law also said you weren't allowed to sell gold except to the Reserve Bank of Australia, their central bank. Nor could you export any gold, send it outside the country, without the bank's permission. While it is unclear whether or not the country moved... And Britt, if you're in here, I, they, I think they talk about it when they did it in, um, in England. ...ahead with active seizures, or just how many citizens complied, the law still destroyed the local private gold market overnight. Like the U.S. ban, this rule wasn't short-lived either. Reports indicate that it stayed on the books until 1976, a full 17 years before being suspended. Great Britain's Gold Ban, 1966. Ever since Great Britain went off the gold standard in 1931, their currency had been falling. As the decline stretched from years into decades, many investors began to store gold overseas, worried their country might never recover. Huh. Who could blame them? Their standard of living was threatened. To stem the decline in the pound sterling, in 1966, the government banned private citizens from owning more than four precious metals coins. It also blocked imports of gold coins, a common move to keep currency from being exported, similar to modern-day tariffs on gold imports in places like India. The only exemption to owning more than four coins was to prove you were a collector. You were required to apply for a license, and then an officer from the Bank of England would determine if you were a true collector or not. If not, we'll take your bullion, thank you very much. The important distinction about this gold ban is that it occurred when Great Britain was not on a gold standard. 
In other words, we have historical precedents that gold was confiscated without it being part of the monetary system. Gold is not part of the monetary system today either. And that was what one of the things that Jack kept saying. Jack kept saying, look, they took it when it was a part of money. They took it when it was a part of money. They took it when it was a part of money. And I, I said that the, I can show you that other countries have taken when it wasn't a part of money. So, I, like I said, not a financial advisor. Uh, I just find it, you know, weird that everybody's pushing to jump into this. It's a monstrous push. Go, 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 go. It's going to be worth millions of dollars. And do I think silver could be? Sure, it could be. Do I think it's possible that they nationalized it because they were in some type of state of emergency and they need it for type of transistors, cars, and EVs, and they have to stop the percentages that are going towards other things? Yes, I do. I do think that they could basically stop 18% towards collars and bars and 21% towards jewelry, uh, leaving silverware at 7% and then you've got photography and next that's you know basically what silver is going into and if you needed it sorry country needs it it's nationalized and let's see here let's go in the other one here um uh, Let me click on this. Just so everybody knows, let me go on video real quick. Um, I will be interviewing, and it's going to be like 9 o'clock in the morning, so I'm going to go ahead and do it uh, recorded and then probably cover it live later with Will um, because 9 o'clock in the morning is definitely not, you know, Will's time. He's usually way at night. But uh, Jingles. So this is a YouTuber, just so I know. Um, he's the mighty Jingles. His name is Paul. And he is basically, he's a gamer, but he was in the Navy, and a lot of stuff that he does he basically um, talks a lot about, um, he describes like the, the different type of military vessels and the tanks and things like that. So it's somebody that I've watched, you know, being a, being a gamer also. So I'm going to go ahead and interview him uh, probably tomorrow. I'm going to drop this in a chat and kind of do an interview with him. Uh, the other one I am reaching out to interview is, um, and he returned back. Just so everybody knows, let me pull him up real quick here. Um, is going to be Operator Starsky. So I am reached out to him also. Um, and he, I shot him a message on Twitter um, and he clicked the follow. And then I'm going to, I sent him a message in, uh, I DM'd him to get him on the show also. Um, so he is another one that I'm going to look to interview this one. I'm going to have to interview with Will because this is, you know, I, I try to pull people in and then, uh, bring Will on with me make me, you know, look like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the army. Of course, you know, to, to Will, I was in the water girl scouts for also known as the coast guard, but, um, either way. So I do have two interviews that I'm going to be doing actually three. So I'm going to be interviewing, um, my, the African interview, and then I'm going to be interviewing, um, jingles, and then I'm hoping to working real hard to get him on. So if you guys could uh, hook him up like a tow truck and um, shoot him, you know, on Twitter or whatever, uh, a message to to help interview. I'm gonna try to get him on. So these are the kind of people I'm looking to interview, and then I'm also looking to interview somebody to talk about the chips and things like that because I need it to be in English so we all understand the importance of what's going on with these chips and why that. 
these ships have to be made here and we're going to need the silver. We're going to need these products to make this type of stuff because if we don't, we're screwed. So uh, Clown Chase and say, yes, I like interviewing people. And if you don't, if you would stop destroying every one of your channels uh, and making it where no one can find you on the internet, uh, maybe I wouldn't have to hurry up and try to grab a bunch of people so we can bring it back to YouTube um, where you belong and where people can find you. But every time you get to a certain number, you blow everything up. Um, so we, we, I've got to jump on this stuff and, and, and bring you on so we can get your YouTube channels back up and running. So stop doing that. You know who you are. Not saying any names. Will Rum. Listen, Will Rum. You know who you are. Besides that, um, I'm going to check out here. Make sure you click on the Twitch channel um, because my another thing I've been telling Will we should do is if I do a 2 o'clock show, um, he should send that 2 o'clock show to his channel and host the, that so he can get some kind of stuff you know, on there uh, where you can watch it on his Twitch channel and we can kind of drive some people to that also. So make sure you go up there at the, the top of the panel, click on the Twitch. If you're on Twitch, make sure you subscribe to that one too. So uh, we can force Will to basically host my 2 o'clock show um, before his show and uh, force him into doing that. Because if anybody can reach out, if anybody knows Will uh, from Cold Beer, Confessional, Condemned, um, Creations, Court, uh, formerly known, also known as Unlisted, Unknown, if anybody can reach out to him and see if we can um, get him, I'd like to do an interview with him. And, and be able to, you know, get on that channel also. Um, if you've got any connections or anything with that guy, um, please hook me up. Because, you know, there's times I send him a text and 17 days later, he's answering the text from like, you know, six months ago. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So we've got bad communication between the two of us. So if you got, anybody can reach out and uh, let him know I'm looking to uh, possibly hook up with him. That would be fantastic. Besides that and the uh, breakdown, which I have no idea what happened the first time, uh, but I think I had my bit rate set too high, which is all fixed now because we did a whole show the way I wanted to do it. And according to Restream, it went out to a Facebook and to Twitch. So uh, that looks good. All right. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, dodge out of here. And uh, make sure you drop Wills in there and subscribe to the Twitch channel. Thanks for swinging in, everybody. Uh, like I said, not a financial advisor, but uh, when things sound too good to be true, sometimes they're too good to be true. I'm out of here. Stay safe. Stage out. Big dreams just like baby I've been joining forces with the likes of an A-team Jumping off of buildings used to be so stimulating Now I'm reaching new heights I'ma need the off-whites Play with the fire, you get burned All of my struggles became lessons well learned I got his eyes that keep me grounded, that's for sure Cause one day we gon' make it out this earth Where's your worth? I'm sick of your talking, you got the wrong one I'm taking your king and I leave him broken If I give him a second, it's after no one Just give me a second to let him know I'm the headline, the deadline I'm ahead time, the rare kind I'm a living legend, lethal weapon
back like prodigal. I bingo. I gave them time, it's been too long. Was silent calm, but now the storm is right on. I'm not the one you can't ignore. I never try to chick. If I want it, I'ma get mine. Never fake the funk, can't perform for your empire. Snatch him out the throne, make them all fall in line. I let the clock tick, count down, cause I'm